Hello, my friends. Here we go. Episode 17 live from the M Factor Studios in downtown Jackson, Michigan. This is the A to G show brought to you by the M Factor channel. I am Adam Amble. Thanks for joining us live on Facebook on yet another gorgeous Wednesday evening here in J-Town. We got Spitfire coming right up, so make sure to voice your opinions during the conversation. And of course, call the three a little later. Joining me tonight is a fresh face as G is heading to Nashville for the weekend. Garrett's Padre, my good friend, Jeff Collier. Collier, thanks for being here, man. You ready to agree to disagree all night or what, buddy? I'm ready. I'm ready to do my favorite thing, talk about sports and argue with Amble. Awesome, so awesome. We go. Well, good to have you here, buddy. Um, it should be a fun time. For those of you who don't know, uh, uh, Mr. Collier over here is an avid Sparty fan, but uh, one, of our, one of our most dedicated viewers and good friends, so it should be a good time. Let's, uh, I'm glad you could sit in tonight, man. So let's get started with a quick, quick Michigan headline. And that is, uh, um, uh, let's see, Michigan baseball actually advanced to the College World Series or the College World Series Super Regionals, not the actual College World Series, but uh, they destroyed Creighton Monday night after a terrible meltdown, uh, really, <laughs> really uh, the day before they advanced for the ninth time. And first since 2007, they will take on the number one seed UCLA for a best of three series Friday night at 9 p.m. Should be pretty cool. Make sure to cheer the fellas on Friday night. Uh, Collier, you got anything to say about good old Michigan baseball or what, buddy? No, I mean, I <laughs> uh, watched the game the other night. I really liked that leadoff hitter they got. That that He really knows how to play the game and enjoyed watching them, to be honest. I mean, oh, really? Really? Yeah, well, I didn't expect that. that. <laughs> the bullpen, the bullpen, bullpen came in and did what they needed to do. The, that yeah, unlike the game, night the, before. The night before Oof. was a little bit scary, but yeah. Oh goodness, yeah, that was it was it was a shock, but good for them. You know, I'm pretty happy that they're they're um, they're able to do. You know, we don't watch a lot of baseball and stuff like that. I think we've right. talked on many episodes. I know you've chimed in on how much better it is to watch uh, how much better it is to watch softball than it is really baseball, especially. Right. Uh, you know, it's been uh, it's been it's a lot quicker and stuff like that. The pace of play and stuff and. Yeah, really. So good for them. Don't forget nine o'clock Friday night, but let's, let's dive right into some spitfire. Shall we folks? So the first one I'll start off, uh, Collier, uh, again, folks, welcome to A to G, uh, Garrett's dad actually sitting in tonight, Mr. Jeff Collier. Uh, glad to have him here, but spitfire, we really like your guys' opinion. So as we go through this and stuff like that, let's uh, get some comments and stuff up there. Thanks again for tuning in. Make sure you share this episode. So more and more people can join in on the fun and whatnot. So let's get started right off the bat. Uh, Mr. Collier, do you feel, uh, this is something that, you know, not a lot of, do you feel that, uh, not a lot of teams, you know, in, in professional sports get to do this a lot because of the parody and stuff like that. But you feel when do you feel it's okay to run up the score when, uh, when, when you get the chance and stuff like that, is that okay in professional sports in college, even at the younger levels, do you think it's really a good thing for the kids and stuff like that? Maybe, maybe your opinion is, for young kids, no. Maybe for old kids, but what do you got? What's your What's your take on that? Right. I to be honest, I've never been a fan of running up the score. Um, I think it's something that I learned from my dad. You be humble, but then again, when you come to this college and how much it means nowadays, uh, you know, especially in the football scene, where that that score it helps. that score it is helps. relevant yeah. now. You're when it absolutely comes to right. That committee, you you know, that committee's sitting there while they rolled this team, so. Um, I think at a certain level, it becomes okay, to be honest, especially if it's a rival. Mm -hmm. uh, you know, <laughs> you don't think I didn't like it in 2000, you know, when that game got out of hand with Michigan State. Oh, boy. I think 
it, it all depends to me on the level of play and and what the game really means at that point. Yeah, so. I would agree because you're absolutely right when it comes to actually, especially the voters and stuff like that. I know they say it doesn't really matter, but you know in the back of their minds where the, the committee is in that room and stuff like that, you know that margin of victory is 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 in their heads especially it when it's a good opponent that you roll yes yeah or mean, vice versa when it's a bad opponent that you barely beat right? right not so much running up the score right but if you're a lot of times you get rankings and stuff the rankings of course mean a decent amount in the in the beginning part of the season right but as those the season goes on and you got those first three you know light games if you want to call them that those those first those first three non-conference games especially in ncaa football you better blow those teams oh, out. Yeah. You know, it definitely hurts you at the end of the season, especially because you kind of don't move in the rankings after that. And not only that, the end of the season means more. So if you didn't blow somebody out early, that game's forgotten. Yes. In the committee that yes. Too, so. And it's really, it's, it's a good point. Uh, the, the fact that, so in the pros and the pros, I'm not sure if it really matters. And very, not very often do you get the chance to actually blow someone out. Right. I mean, right. because there is a lot of parody, there is a lot of just a lot of, it's very rare to say that, oh, well, the Patriots will say, for example, the Patriots blew this team out or blew this team out. Right. really doesn't matter, right? Because it's wins and losses in, in the pros and stuff like that. To be honest with you, I kind of disagree with running up the score because if you're up by that much, get your starters out of there. You know, injury. Agree, yeah. especially in the NFL. Yeah. Yeah, you know it's a game of attrition, right, in the NFL. and Even in the NBA, look at the NBA Finals right now. Look at Golden State. They're just ridden with – with injuries and stuff right. like that. So, um, yeah, I would say it depends on what level you are. What do you think about the youngins? What do you think about when you're, you know, little league and stuff like yeah, that? I don't like it at that point. I mean, at that time it's, you know, get the kids that don't get to play so much in yeah. the game, yep. you know, it's still new to them. You want, you know, eventually that kid could be 10 years down the road, a good ball player, mm -hmm. get him in, let him play, let the parents see him play. Yeah. You know, I've yeah. been there. I've coached, you know, I coached Garrett when he was in minors all the way up through. So yeah, definitely not in favor of it at that point. Yeah. Well, let us, let us know what you guys think on running up the score. Actually, regardless of level, let us know what you think about it. Let us know if it, uh, in the pros, whatever you got, you know, that's, that's, I would agree. Pros it's tough. Set your players, little league and stuff like that. You know, minors are like, you know, when young kids, teenagers, high school and stuff like that, maybe not so much high school, but. You know, they got mercy right. rules and stuff. So, yeah. <laughs> all right, uh, Collier, what do you got? What do you well, got the, for me? What's the, the next NFL one part of that kind of leads into my first topic is there is talk about the NFL going to 18 games. Okay. Would yep, you be I, in favor of, of extending the NFL schedule? Or do you think the 16 games and the way the playoff is right now is, is where it needs to stay? Boy, Collier, I'm a, I'm a, I think it's almost perfect right now with 16 games. I don't like the preseason. I wish they'd shorten the preseason. Is it's there pointless. a need for four? Isn't it four games? In yes, the preseason? four games. Right. See, uh, exactly. Case in point, you really had to second guess yourself, right? And yeah. be like, is there really four? Yeah, you watch the three? third one because yeah. the third one's when. That's your fine tune one. Right. Fourth one is the players you're going to get cut and stuff like that. So they have a last ditch effort, right? Basically, exactly. to try right. to make the squad. Uh, 18 games. I understand it from the owner standpoint. Two more games, possibly two more home games that you can uh, pack the seats and stuff like that. Uh, but boy, like we just mentioned, it's a game of attrition. It is two a game more of games. Attrition. Those no, there's no way those players like that. There's no way. If you think you're in the playoffs, the last two games, you know, are you going to even play your top players? And the people are paying to go to the games and well, seeing. Collier, we see it now, right? right. You see those starters sit in the last game if they're guaranteed 
especially home field, sometimes not even home field advantage, right? If right. they can't get it and they're just they, – they already know they're in the playoffs, then basically they're just, all right, sit. Sit them. Now, right. I, I don't disagree with sitting players. I know we had that discussion last week about sitting out games and stuff like that. What, uh, what, I mean, what do you think about what's – your, what's your take on actually the 18-game season? What? I like it like it is. 16 games, it, it works. It fits the schedule. It, you know, are they going to have to extend it into February more, you know? That's, that's a good point, too. How Do they start the season earlier or do they right. extend it? Because right now, I mean, remember the Super Bowl used to be, what, the last weekend of January. Now it's already into February, right? And right. some of the first weekend right. in February. I'm ready for college basketball. That's right. right that's right. Because, <laughs> yeah, we're basically getting in the heart of the Big Ten schedule right yep. then and stuff. So it'll uh, probably be a Michigan-Michigan State game somewhere around that time, exactly. like there was like there was this past right. year. Uh, we won't talk about that, though. Uh, <laughs> but, yeah, I just think it's a good point to bring up. Do you extend the season? Do you short – or oh, do you do you – does it extend in February? Right. Or does it do start, uh, start in – well, August, right? Does Get it start the last weekend of August? Get games and start it earlier. That'd be the only way I'd be for it, really, but to be honest with you. a lot of heat. I mean, Minus – just get those preseason games out of there. They're so pointless. And to you know, it's, it's, it's another way for owners to reduce the ticket prices. Come on in. You get to see some of the starters, you know, the first couple series and stuff like that. You get to see, take your kids to the stadium right. and stuff like that for cheap, uh, take the whole family. So that, that to me is, is kind of cool for preseason games, but then hold, just have two, you know, there's no reason right. to have four. So, uh, okay. Thanks for that again. Thanks for joining us guys. Let us know your thoughts. Uh, on any one of these topics that we are bringing up because that's really what it's all about. So go ahead and type in, don't be afraid. Uh, we got some, some good viewers going on right now. So let's, uh, let's move on to the next one. Here kind of goes with the running up of the score down or down in the little leagues and stuff like that should, and this has been a topic for debate just recently over the last few years of these, uh, participation trophies and stuff like that. What do you think about young athletes, every young athlete getting getting oh, a trophy? Man, you, you stole one of my points. I got that was <laughs> my first time, and you already took one of my points. I was. That's all right. We're about. we're doing our we're doing good, buddy. Yeah, I mean, I had the same point down. What about participation trophies? At what point is it good? At what point is it bad? It, it gets into high school now. They want no cuts. I mean, you you, you go out for the team, you can't get. I, cut. I did not hear that. But here was my point to you, Adam. How many marathons have you run where you didn't get a medal when you crossed that finish line? Zero. Right. You run a half marathon, you get a medal when you cross mm -hmm. the finish. What's the difference? Well, to be honest, yeah. you almost get you almost run a 5K, you still get something, right? right. A lot of them, right. a lot of them. Right. So I'm torn because I'm definitely not for for participation trophies. I mean, it teaches kids. I was taught the hard way how to lose and the humble mm -hmm. way how to win. Mm -hmm. Um the not so humble way how to win by some people you play but then again when i cross the line in boston i want that medal going around my neck oh that's God, a participation yes. trophy right i didn't win that dang marathon well okay but, that's a good point though collier what so you you say you didn't win that medal but don't you think like qualification and stuff like that and the actual effort that it for a marathon uh like you mentioned we've ran a few together uh the actual preparation and stuff like that to me, that's not the same as a kid going out there and never showing up to practice, 
and never, you know, not to say he shouldn't be playing in the game if he's right, not at practice. Right. I'm sorry. I'm kind of hardcore like that. Show up to practice. All right. Show up to practice. Show the team you're willing to work and stuff like that. But if you don't show up to practice, you never play in the games and stuff like that. And you get these medals, you know, you get a little medal, you get a little participation trophy at the end of the season. Now, I don't know what it was for you as a kid, but when, when I was a kid, we used to get like, I guess you would call it almost like running the Boston Marathon. You play the entire baseball season. And then if you won the league, of course, you get a met you or you get trophy. a trophy right now. If, or if you were voted to the all-star team, you get an all-star trophy, right? Which was kind of, I mean, that's, if we're talking harsh, you know, that's kind of a slap in the face to the kids that weren't voted on uh, to the all-star team. But at the same time, that, that kind of reminds me of working your butt off to and qualify running a good race, qualifying race for the Boston marathon and getting into the Boston marathon. So that's kind of like the all-star it, in my mind, the Boston marathon is kind of like the all-star race of, of marathons. You know what I mean? It's sure. the big daddy and stuff. So what, I mean, what are your thoughts on well, that? Like, I mean, there are, that's valid points, but just to do coaching and watching Garrett grow up is some of the kids that are the least athletic were the ones that were the first ones there. The ones oh, okay. that, that, yep. that tried okay. the hardest yep. that would do everything you asked without oh, and it ever probably just questioning killed you anything. It probably just killed you to, but they just didn't have at that point in their life, the ability to be a top player or okay. to score a goal or to hit a home run or whatever the case may be. So again, I'm not in favor of participation trophies. <laughs> um, yep, draw a line in the sand, Collier. Yep. What's, what's if if I got to draw a line in the sand, I'm like, no, they it's it's not a good thing. Well, fair enough, and I and I agree with you. I agree with you, Collier. Uh, I guess we're, little, we're probably a little more old school when it comes to that, but at the same time, you've obviously I have not. You've probably seen some of the kids that you're like, oh, just work their butts off and just aren't absolutely. They just, they just don't have it yet, and that's not to say they won't. But they, they work their butts off and and uh, yeah you do you do kind of feel for those kids right you know um, but as as a general rule I'm gonna say I'm um, anti participation trophy right right, right. Uh, you know the kids are the kids are there to play and it shouldn't all be about the trophy you know what I'm saying that that as a kid it's the greatest thing ever right oh Getting yeah a trophy for and sure stuff I like mean, that especially for the ones that aren't. You feel for him, you feel for him, but oh. now it's expected. I guess that's my point. Now it's expected. Right. I don't care much for that. I don't care for the fact that it's expected and, and you would get ridiculed, possibly fired as a coach or a commissioner of, of a league or something like that. Commissioner of like a little league t uh, city oh, or something the like coach that. Coaches in a tough situation too. I mean, especially at the high school level, if there's a no cut rule all of a sudden, because it's going to oh, hurt goodness. somebody's feelings. And then the kid sits and doesn't get to play. And then you got the parents. Why is my yep. child not playing? How about this? How big are the teams going to get? All oh, right. Yeah. I mean, we went to small schools, Collier. So imagine, I mean, pretty much everyone made the teams. Well, we still that, had cuts, though, in my school. I mean, we, we, still we barely three, did. Four, right? There was only a couple, maybe basketball, we had cuts. Right. Football, we needed every body that we, that we had in the school. And baseball... Baseball kind of weeded everyone out by the time they reached high school and stuff like that to where you're like, all right, baseball's pretty serious and baseball and softball are pretty serious in Coleman. So uh, by the time you make, make it to the, the big field, right. we'll say uh, they're like, all right, well, I'm never going to play. And this is this got serious. You got a lot of time and devotion to it. So, all right, what do you got? What do you got next for me? Started to steal right. one of your topics. Yeah, there, buddy. So, yeah, it's all right. But, <laughs> so recently, Tiger's old coach, Hank Haney, made a pretty – bad remark on a on a podcast he was on regarding 
they asked him about the U.S. Women's Open, who you think is going to win, and he made a racist remark that he shouldn't have made. Oh. And it was bad for the women because he's like, well, who cares? I'm guessing it'll be somebody with the last name of yada yada, you know. A, okay, okay. A Korean. And uh, so but the real story is they asked Tiger Woods his thoughts about it because he actually got suspended from his radio programs and stuff. Oh, okay. So, so they yeah, booted off social media yeah, and so stuff? so they asked Tiger, and, and, and Tiger made the, the comment, he got what he deserved. Oh, so really mr haney hank haney comes back and says well who is tiger woods to be commenting on something of a sexist or a racist who, who is type? tiger woods to- yeah because okay. of his Sorry, issues go, yeah, that he's yeah. had you know 10 years ago so my my question is you know if you're tiger woods how would you have answered the question or would you have avoided it knowing that your past is a little bit shaky when it comes to that type of thing like social uh yeah like some social subjects and stuff like right, that right. Um, because uh, they're both getting roasted right now in the in the social media boy, that's, a, the that's a really pages. good question and i think the the i might have to explain this a little bit but i think before that that master's win was so incredible oh, and stuff huge. like that it, it almost it almost wiped away anything that he's done in the past and to be honest with you in my opinion i'm not a huge golf fan you know this call i'm not a huge golf fan i'm not necessarily a huge tiger woods fan but i loved that oh, that yeah. was great that was amazing uh like i mentioned on on the show actually it brought uh, brought all of america together about the whole world together it seemed like because you know a lot of people overseas and stuff were watching that as as well the ratings and, were through the roof. yeah so i think that kind of like when 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 that happened I think it kind of turned Tiger Woods into more of our, our hero again. You know what I mean? We kind of forgot the last, well, we'd say 50, uh, 10 years, you know, 10, 12 10 years. years. Uh, we kind of forgot a lot of the stuff that he actually, like some of the, the, the nasty things that he actually did in his life, you know what I mean, and during those times. So for him, I, I think he answered it exactly how he had to, especially nowadays. You cannot say that stuff. You just can't say it. We try to get non-political on here because we don't want to get heated and stuff like right. that. We, we, cause, cause Facebook will kick us off. It, oh, you, yeah. They will, yeah. you know, we're small fries and they'll still kick us off. If we, if we say something inappropriate that is not uh, socially accepted, you know what I mean? Especially nowadays, especially nowadays we can't say it. So of course you got to come back. And, and I think and, that's what Tiger's point was. You know, that was not a socially accepted comment. It shouldn't have been made. First of all, the coach is in the wrong. You can't say that. You shouldn't say that. That is not a good thing to say. Second, Tiger should not defend him. You know, you can't defend him. Otherwise, Tiger goes right back into the the doghouse, right? I mean, what do you you think about it, Carr? Yeah, I mean, if I guess, you know, Garrett and I talked about this just a minute. And I guess my comment would have been, you know, I'd rather not comment right now. I haven't had a chance to talk to Hank and see what his real thoughts were, why he made these comments. Okay, but, a little more like uh, yeah, ready to I ready for that of, question, basically. Yeah, I kind of probably would have avoided it. Other you know, I'm than, not sure if he has a press secretary though. So <laughs> I'm sure he he's, might. He's got he every might. type of secretary. Yeah, right? yeah. I mean, that, with what he makes. Uh, yeah, you'd think he would hire one. Right? <laughs> he's normally pretty good on the mic though. So oh yeah, and, very, and maybe that question so. that question kind of caught him off guard though. Right. I mean, that was that big news. I I didn't oh, hear yeah, about it, was, but it was big news. Yeah. Was that on like Sports Center or anything like that? Again, sorry, I don't uh, I don't yeah, follow I, golf that I that much. I followed it so. more on Twitter than anything. Okay, yeah. right on, right on. 
So yeah, I, I just, when it comes to that, you know, we talk about it a lot of times on the show where we kind of, we start to, we start to get into a little political discussion and stuff like that, but this is not, this is simply, that was wrong. You, you, you just can't say that, that was, that was blatantly racist and right, stuff like that. Right. A lot of times there's a gray area that was basically, that's maybe not what he meant. You know, that's maybe not right. what he meant, but you know, I don't know the guy. It so was more I, the, just the, the way Hank came back after Tiger responded he you know it was just silly what, okay you know, okay and then he's like who, who's tiger woods think he is and stuff yeah. well well he's, he's, he's <laughs> yeah i was gonna relevant. say we didn't even sp- talk about relevant. that right yeah, yeah. what uh <laughs> right. i think uh there's one guy in the world that uh that that coach cannot say that to and he did he happened right. to say it to that guy right <laughs> yeah. that's funny well that's not funny but yeah but that's that's inexcusable. And then the way the coach responded to Tiger, what he said, obviously is a little, that's just ridiculous. That's not, that's not anything terrible or anything. So again, let us know what you guys think. Um, You know, what do you think about, is, is Tiger going to fire? Is is he gone? He's his old coach. Oh, okay. So, oh, so it doesn't matter. No, whatever. Yeah. Let me know what you guys think about what Tiger, how Tiger handled it and stuff like that. And again, anytime uh, you guys want to chime in with any of your opinions and stuff like that, just let us know. Uh, We're going pretty smooth right now. So let's move on to the next one. Uh, This is more of an opinion. Uh, Obviously they're all opinions, but uh, this one, uh, this one's going to be kind of tough. So give me, give me the best coach in all of sports right now. So this right could, now? this could, this could, you can think you can give me like your top in your opinion, your top five. This is kind of more of a call the three question, but uh, this is obviously a major, major topic for discussion with a lot of people because do you go football? Do you go basketball? Like first you kind of got to narrow it down. What is the toughest coach to, or the toughest sport the toughest to coach? Sport. Right. Which is, gee, is honestly, it's, it's, it's tough for me to even name it. And I thought of the, or thought of the question, right? So right. while I'm sitting here rambling off, what, uh, you, you got any in mind that just stick out and it's gotta be current. They gotta be current coaches. Well, so I, to me, the NBA has gotta be the hardest to coach because I think the athletes are the hardest to coach. I, I would agree with they, that. They're going to do their own thing. It's a very important, or it's a very um, good point. And they're mobile, right? You never know if you're going to be coaching them the year after that. They're just they're, right, they're, right. But they're all over the know, place. You know, to say you know, right now, is it Steve Kerr? I don't know. If it, right now, the first name that pops off my head would be Bill Belichick. I mean, without okay. a doubt, the system he has in place. Um, Tom Brady, a Michigan guy, obviously not my favorite quarterback, <laughs> but when you put those two together, that system works. Yep. I don't care who the little flanker guy is; he's running the same pattern. That's the they're, people they get, right? That's the, the people, people they, they get, get. But it's it, it wins. Mm-hmm. Everybody knows what's going to happen, and they still I mean, win. How fast they still is win. Gronkowski? I could outrun Gronkowski, <laughs> but he's always open because yeah. the system they run leaves him open. He makes the catch. So now I bet Gronk might run over you though if he he if would he had run it. over me without a doubt. But <laughs> no, but I the first name that came to my mind was Bill Belichick. Okay, yeah. uh, that's that's one of mine too, and simply because it's just greatness. Exactly. And let's let's not forget. I mean, he he got fired from the Browns. Right. You know what I mean? It's not like he's been great his whole career. He got to New England. He wisened up. He get, obviously one of the best ran franchises in sports history, right? Without a doubt. And then you go, you get these players that just seem to fit everything. And he, you know, another thing that he doesn't get a lot of credit for, this also goes to the management as well, but they get rid of players who have great years and they get rid of them right at the perfect time. What's his face that went to the Raiders? Their, their offensive lineman that went to the Raiders is going to be paid higher than 
uh, most of three linemen combined for a, like half the league. Right. Uh, he just knows he knows when to get rid of these players and stuff like that. Who's the guy that went to the Amendola or whatever that just went to the, the Lions just signed? Went down to Miami. Of course, didn't fit that system, right? There's right. certain types of players that fit his system. And uh, I always said it's just it's it's a good mesh. And Tom Brady is absolutely perfect for that system simply because he's accurate, right? And he gets he's great, great f- footwork and he's just a student. Well, he doesn't of the game. make any bad decisions, right? right? He's a student I mean, of the game. He's a student When's of the, the game. When's the last time he, he made a bad throw? Well, I he know. always throws that one key interception in the first half yeah. of the uh, Super Bowl. Right. But <laughs> guess what? He's only been to, what, eight now? So, right. you know, it's uh, you, you can probably let that fly a little bit. Zach French, thanks for joining in, buddy. Steve Kerr, five straight. Uh, we mentioned Steve Kerr. Yeah, five straight finals appearances. Hasn't been done in a very long time. Uh, five straight. They have a chance to, what, win their third? Their third three-peat right, right. now. Um, there's no reason... KD probably leaves this year, but they'll be just as good. I mean, they're winning right now without him. Uh, so let's face it, KD leaves. They, they could be right in the driver's seat again next year to, to win at 4P. That's, that's – has that ever been done? I know the Bulls had that gap when Michael went to play. Like a couple of threes, right, yeah, in a row. Yeah, yeah. So my mom – hi, Mom. Nice – thanks, <laughs> thanks there, Dad. She says, Tom is perfect. That's all she says. <laughs> Exclamation point. Yes, Tom mother. We, yes, mother. Tom, we know. Ooh, ooh. Is that Tom Izzo? Oh, you better, you better correct him, mom. <laughs> I'll tell you what. Uh, yeah, she, she's a big fan of Tom Brady, if you didn't know, Collier. Imagine so, that. Yeah. Right. <laughs> Not many females aren't fans of Tom Brady, right? right. So uh, I'm a big Tom Brady fan. But uh, yeah, in, in my opinion, though, Collier, yeah, Bill Belichick sticks out. Greg Popovich sticks out uh, for the Spurs. Um uh, James Miller's online. It's good to see you, James. Uh, what's in the glass, Jeff? Well, <laughs> that's, that's water. James. It's straight that water. Straight so he water says, yep. yeah, <laughs> that's right. Or something very similar. That's to right. Color. Um, Chrissy, Chrissy, thanks for watching. She says Tom Izzo. Um, well, yeah, I mean, I, I mean, I'm going to go coach K if I'm going to go and, and if you're college. Go college basketball. It's tough because you, you gotta, I always have to go with, recruiting and the games right because it's it's kind of hand in hand my mom says no (laughs) (laughs) they go hand in hand you know in the pros you gotta like you were mentioning pro basketball it is the hardest because i feel those athletes are especially they're young too right a lot of 19 year old or 20 year olds you know coming into the league and they get paid millions of dollars right off the bat you're right those egos are right there you know you kind of need a veteran leader like lebron or someone to try to take them under their wing and stuff like that but i think greg popovich uh, just exhibits that he is the man in the room. Basically, he's right. got he's a big big guy. Uh, he's he's kind of low key, but then when he yells at you, you know it's 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 you listen. You listen when Greg Popovich is in the room. Oh, Willie Bill Harrington. Uh, good. Thanks for joining in, Willie. Rick Hendrick is a Rick Hendrick. I mean, you could, that's more of an owner, Bill. But I would, I would think the the crew chief would be more. Of yeah, a coach, we could right? go like with Chad, uh, Chad Knaus. Yeah, again, right. part of a good system with him and Jimmy. Right. Uh, that's a, that's a good poll though. I like hearing a little NASCAR action sure. because that's, uh, the, I mean, okay, we're going to go with titles. Yeah. Seven straight, you know, <laughs> let's face it. You know, you got Chad Canales with seven straight. Uh, you got baseball, but I don't know of any real great coaches right now. Baseball. I think the manager, sorry, manager. manager I got yelled right. at that before Uh-oh. for calling them coaches, right. but, uh, yeah, managers. I just don't think they have a lot of control on the actual game itself. Uh, they I make mean, some you good got, you decisions. Know, you got the hit and runs, maybe in a situation, or what do you think? Pitching changes and stuff. Speaking of, of that, course. Michigan's team the other day that 
coach had a double steal on a squeeze bunt. Did you see that? Oh, for Michigan? Yeah. Talk about a coach that made a good call right yep. there. I mean, well, but. you're you're a great coach if it works. You're, <laughs> right? That's one of those. Yeah. But gutsy, gutsy oh, coach, yeah. Dude, gutsy coach. The guy from second base was past the shortstop when the bunt was laid. Woo! Down and scored. Yeah. See, I watch Michigan and I know, I know you do. <laughs> I never claim that you never watch Michigan because you got to fire back at me sometimes. But actually, actually, uh, Collier and I have really civil Michigan, Michigan State conversations. Surprisingly, because we are both diehard uh, opposite fans and stuff like that, and. Uh, Collier has to live with a diehard Michigan right. <laughs> fan as well. So G is uh, G I'm sure is up his butt all the time about Michigan <laughs> and whatnot. So um, I can only imagine the conversations that go on at the, at the Collier residence. So <laughs> that's, it's gotta be pretty cool actually. Yeah, 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 yeah exactly. Yeah. They got their good time. Uh, uh, I always enjoy chatting with you and stuff like that. So obviously that's why we're doing this tonight as well. So uh, again, uh, good to have Jeff Collier here tonight sitting in for G. I'm Adam Ambo. Welcome to the A to G show again. Thanks for the comments and stuff like that. Some really good uh, coach picks there. Um, I do like the Rick Hendrick that kind of brought up some NASCAR and stuff like that. Obviously, dislike the Tom Izzo. That's not going to fly with me. But uh, again, if I was going to go college basketball, I'd have to go Coach K Man, simply because I would of both. Have to go Brad Stevens. I mean, oh, to do what well, he, well, he's in the pros now, right? He is now. But if I had to go college in the last ten or Sure. 12 years sure. To do what I, he I can did see. With, I can see. I can see that. I mean, I, Simply because he never had the absolute you, great you're talent. Not, you're going to get three stars at yeah, the best, right? Yeah. Yeah. I was. I mean, I could go beeline as well for you know. Besides this year, this year was kind of a letdown, and now that he's, I'm sorry, he's not the Michigan coach anymore. Yeah, so well. hopefully, Jawan can can keep it going, and uh, I don't, you, you definitely want the rivals to still be competitive. So because it's great for college basketball. Uh, this last year was so fun, you know, watching all the Michigan, Michigan state games, even though we didn't come out on top on any of them, but even last year they were fun to watch. So uh, just, you, you, you really want your rivals in that sport to really uh, to be good games because I think it hurts. Uh, I think it hurts the Michigan, Ohio state rivalry. The fact that they've been so dominant right. in the last 10 years, but we, we can, we can actually discuss that if you want a little later <laughs> Collier. but uh, Oh, you're up, buddy. What do you, what do you got I'm for up. me? Here's the thing with Major League Baseball. I'm not a huge fan of, of instant replay, but I, I got to be honest. I would love to see an electronic strike zone. Okay. What, what's your thoughts on an electronic strike <sighs> zone versus a human being behind a plate at the Major League level trying to call balls and strikes? I'm going to go this, – this, this is a tough one, and a, it's a good question because I'm still kind of old school where I like the human aspect of it in the game. And to me, it's amazing – I, I, I discussed this with G before, I think, on the show. It's amazing how accurate, when you got a split-second decision, umpires actually are. Now, let me rephrase that, how, how um, consistent they are. It's very, very – I don't see a lot of games. And you, you're a diehard Tiger fan, I know, Collier. I watch uh, you, lot, watch, you, know. you watch I know in years past you used to watch every game pretty much. Uh, I don't know. Are, are you still – you still watch them as much as you I can? Watch or? Not as much as I can, I watch yep. them. I mean, yep. it's, it's the – biggest conversation that i have with my dad on social media I mean, he'll message me you know okay okay and that's, yeah. so that's it's what my my father and i talk about the most so i do watch a lot of tigers when i can mm -hmm. I've, I've just seen so many bad calls over the last couple of years that have changed situations and are we talking I mean, just balls and strikes balls and strikes or? only balls okay and strikes okay only. and my point is they put in instant instant replay for all this other stuff that you have a, a 
more time to think about, more time to see. But the balls and strikes, I watched a, a, a pitch the other day where the catcher actually stood up to get the ball, and the umpire was completely blocked out at that point. His head was directly it, okay. behind the catcher. Okay. And it was a strike. It was not called a strike. But that's just one instance. You know, there's just so much going on behind the plate right now, I think. I would just – I'd be curious – and here's the thing that that's a missed call right there, right, Collier? That's that's it, a missed call. He had no tr- chance at that point, right? Because really, he couldn't you know, see it, right? right? He just couldn't see it. Now, here's my thing. Like I, that's why I mentioned, if a, if an ump is calling the ball, calling it outside, he normally calls it outside the whole game. That to me, and I, like I said, I've, I've listened to a lot of uh, managers and stuff like that. As a pitcher and catcher and manager, it is your job to know who is behind the plate that night. Because most of the time, those umpires are very, very consistent. And I wish I wish I had the percentage for you. I don't right now. I didn't know that was going to be a question. What obviously. would be the reason not going for it? I mean, uh, we didn't have the technology until recently. Uh, now we have the technology, so why not use the uh, just, technology? In, in my opinion, again, you know baseball. It's all about tradition and stuff like that. And my thing is, it just makes it too robotic. It makes it too robotic. Boom. Oh, you know it's a strike. You know it's a strike. You know it's a strike. Oh yeah, you know that's a ball. You know that's a ball. You don't. You don't. You're not waiting. You, you ever have that like instance where you're like, you know, how the ump kind of waits a couple seconds before he rings up a guy or something like that. To me, a lot of times that's exciting and it's also frustrating too when it's when right. you. When, I just think if I was a major league hitter, I would love it because I would. Oh, I as would a hitter, know, sure. I would know. You know, it was just my fault if I don't swing and it's. A so straight. let me ask you this, Carter. You think it would? Uh, you think, think the score would uh, would would go up? You think more I th- hits? I think would occur? the score would go up. A little bit. Um, I, I think. I mean, you have a huge sample size when it comes oh, yeah, to this, right? So, sure. I mean, you got 162 games. How many pitchers are thrown in each game? You got what? 31 teams, 30 teams, or whatever. I mean, come on. That's uh, um, that that the sample size for that would be huge. So, even if it goes up a a, a point one runs per game or something like that, right. that's obviously the sample size is so big that it still it still booted it a little bit, right? It still increased it. Or, I just think the technology's there. Why not use it? I mean, you still need him for, you know, hit by pitch, calls behind the plate, half swings. He's still relevant. He's still making calls. But take that little bit out, and maybe he's better at the rest of the stuff. And, and I'm like I said, I'm kind of on the fence about that because one, a part of me really wants to say, no, I still love the umpire back there making his call. It's the human. The, we always hear the human the human aspect of the, of the game. Right. And stuff like that. Well, I'm like, yeah, the players are the human aspect of the game, right. but, but when it comes to the umpires and stuff like that, it adds a little more to it. And like I said, I like the anticipation of whether that ump is going to ring someone up, especially in a big game, you know, uh, or, or if you're on defense or if you're pitching and stuff like that, and you're just waiting, you're like striker ball. Oh, you just can't wait. But like I said, if it was, if it was, uh, if it was automated and stuff, a little too robotic for me and stuff like that. But right. you're right; it would definitely. I, I think it would increase the hits because now you know that batter knows exactly that strike zone. You know those hitters are something special. Well, you know they're in the MLB, still going to so. swing at their share of bad pitches. Yes, right? yes. But, well, because they want them, right? right? They still can't hold back. <laughs> right. Well, thanks for joining us, my Aunt Kay. Hi, Aunt Kay. Thanks for the compliment. By the way, these aren't real glasses; they're just blue blockers. We got lights <laughs> shining all that's on right. our face. My uh, colliers, colliers are a little real, but <laughs> didn't want them to didn't want them to feel left out tonight. Need to see so. my notes. Yeah, that's awesome. That's awesome. So, uh, Christian says, "Why do they uh, then? Who do they fight with? I like it when they fight with the umpire behind the plate. That actually is kind of cool. Um, yeah, I mean, I it's fun. It's fun." Coach has been thrown out a couple times this year on balls and strikes, and 
you know again but, huge sample size right. right so a couple times is actually is, is actually pretty good all james miller says all robotic baseball is the answer go amazon angels walmart warriors <laughs> so just robots yeah it'd be home runs all just thousand foot home runs and stuff like that that would be pretty fun actually yeah See, join that league Right. Well, you saw that robot that they had like jumping on the boxes and stuff like that. Did right. you see that collier? Woo. Tell you what, we're in the, we're in the business of robots folks. So, <laughs> all right. Well, uh, great, great, uh, great question though. Carter, we got, uh, we got about time for two more probably. Let's see this. Here's another NFL question for you, Collier. Do you feel, uh, do you feel that the NFL might fold or football is in danger due to this concussion uh, and head trauma and stuff like that. Do you feel that football could possibly be in danger, especially at the youth level, start turning into God help us soccer or, or something oh, like that. I know, I know Collier, I know you're, you're a huge hard. fan. I, mean, I but... wanted to bring up the, the FIFA ladies coming up starting this Friday. Okay. I, I we know, can. Yep. We I can. I know how you're into that, but yeah, I had a, we'll, we'll I had discuss a similar that. comment on mine again, you know, what would you do to make football safer? Um, I don't think the NFL will fold. I think there are so many players that love the game of football. Mm -hmm. They know what they're getting into. They know how dangerous it is. It's so fast. They're so big. They're so strong. So, but we'd love to watch it. I mean, what yep. do you do on Saturday afternoons? What do you do on Sunday yep. afternoons in the fall? In the Even Monday and Thursday nights now. Right. Uh, uh, no, you're absolutely right. I don't hope that it that it goes away. Stands but. are crowded, you know, every game. Um, there are players that are retiring early. Yep. There are kids that aren't going into football. There are parents that aren't letting their kids go into football. Would you like, if, if you had a, a, a another uh, child, uh, would you, would you, if you had it all to do over again, would well, you? Garrett would you, got a concussion playing soccer. Yeah. So, so um, I mean, I know it's not as frequent. So, it's not but, as frequent, but it, it's out there. There's yes. injuries, you know. It's you, athletics, folks. Let's now it's talking head injuries versus blowing out a knee in a different sport. That's a huge difference. Um, but what would you do to make it safer? I guess. Uh, well, actually, Zach French brings up a good point here. He says, "Not a chance. Someone will make millions off the solution." It's a very good point. Someone will. Uh, but my suggestion says take some of the padding away. Quit making the helmets better. They're just using them as weapons. And that's kind of like go back to rugby. Rugby, you do not see a lot of concussions, actually. Right. And those guys wear zero pads, zero pads. And it's pretty violent, but they don't lead with their heads. They don't try to take people's heads off in the middle and stuff like that. You don't get slammed to the ground. They're solid hits. You know what I mean? They're just solid right. hits. I those mean, guys, I mean, they're this wide. I mean, they're, they're just monsters of men. You know what I mean? Did the evolution of the game hurt us? You know, I think so. When it comes to football. Look I, at the I games was, back in the 40s and 50s and the equipment they were wearing. Well, not only the evolution, but I also think the athlete has gotten so much better, right? Oh, without I mean, I, imagine Ray Lewis. What is he, 270 pounds, ran like a 4'5", 40, 4'6", 40. That's just too fast, too big, too strong. And that's just a freak of nature. It's unbelievable. The athletes they have right now and the evolution of the equipment, I, I really think has attributed to this. But it's the money in the sport that's making it, you know? Oh yeah. If yeah. I can be that big, that strong, that fast and make so, this much money a year. I, I mean, agree. I agree. Uh, so how about this call here? What if the, the level of talent goes down a little bit because you don't have as big as a big pool to choose from? Right. Because I, I still think that parents aren't letting their kids play football. Right. I, I think that has definitely that that has an effect. 
but the the kids that are really good, they're still going to go. They're still going to go. You know, the, the kids that are really good, especially in high school, when you get to high school, you're telling me that you wouldn't let your kid, if your kid's a five-star recruit, right? Even I don't care if he's a five-star recruit. What if he's, uh, you get a full ride to a D2 real good school, you how, know? How cool would it be to watch your kid play on Sunday? Oh, geez. You know? Oh, geez. Well, I mean, I guess I'd rather have him have his brains and stuff like that. But right. no, case in point, if, if I ever have children, I would I would love to see him play. Would I let football. him be a wide receiver? I would try and talk him out of it. There we go. See? Yeah. <laughs> you know? Well, you don't want to be a quarterback either, do you, Mom? I'll tell you. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I used to get destroyed. But uh, so, yeah, um, what was your, was your question uh, about the FIFA World Cup then? Well. Or what's your – or is that more of a – That was just – a question for Garrett in case he was uh, listening on his way. Oh, okay. Travel okay. South. Uh, yeah, we don't really want to talk about that, do we? Oh, uh, real quick. We got we got like <laughs> two, three minutes. But uh, yeah, I will. Uh, I, I do tune in if they make like the, the elimination. Well, the good thing round. is the women are in the world. Cup, yeah. Right? I mean, yeah. As opposed to the. Yeah. And what are they going for? A three-peat or whatever for the World right. Cup? So uh, I, I watch. I've watched women's. The women's final since what was it 99 i well, think when we mia ham they were playing japan when we were at tack together yeah that's right yeah. yep yeah i mean we we i've tuned in i'm not gonna say i've never watched a whole soccer match before boy it's difficult but i'll tell you what uh actually i geez i remember i had a baseball game that 99 match with brandy chastain and <laughs> my mom's yeah, like your mom's comment <laughs> <laughs> my mom agree, are you talking about I soccer with your mom Amble. are you talking about <laughs> soccer mom or me being quarterback back in high school you're gonna have to clarify on that uh so yeah I'll, I'll tune in if they make the like i probably won't tune into like pool play and stuff like that i'll just see how they're doing especially usa right. i guess france is supposed to be really good and it's in france so it'd be awesome to see like a france usa yep. final uh, France is really young, cocky, and the United States is obviously a veteran team with that has two straight World Cup championships. So we'll 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 see. What do you what do you think? You think he'll tune into any if, Collier? Yeah, if they make it to the semis or finals, certainly I'll I'm sure my son will have it on. So yeah, you gotta tune a, in then, watch it with them and stuff. And watch and I'm sure we'll talk about it on A to G and stuff like right. that as well if they do if they do make it as far as they're projected to. They're projected to win it, obviously, right. but uh, yeah. All right. Well, thanks for joining us again, folks. Thanks for the comments. We really appreciate you here. We are going to move on to call the three, one of our favorite segments. And let's start. I'll, I'll start off right now. Uh, G or sorry, G, G Collier. <laughs> a to J. Tonight. Yeah. A to, a to JC tonight. <laughs> yeah, that's right. So uh, recently this kind of goes with, uh, um, did, did we do the moving the three-point line back? That was my next point for the other section. but yeah. Okay, so they finally decided to move it back. They did. In college. In college, of course. What do you think? Do you agree with it? Or are you for or against this? I am against it. What? Um, why? I, I think it's going to do more than one thing. It's going to – what was the middle-tier team that made it? You know, what it's going to do is it's going to take away – some of the underdogs making it, I think, to the Sweet 16. Because those smaller schools that don't get the four or five-star athletes are more geared around that three-point line. It's a good that, point. That is it's a very good offense. point. So you're saying um, it takes away a little parity or a I little – I think it's going to take some parity away from, from – Chance for the underdog chance to – Chance for the underdog. Okay. Um, I hate the charge. I absolutely hate 
charge. <laughs> is I that your least favorite call? I, is that what you're saying? They put the, the small semicircle zone in, but if I was to make a rule, there would be no charge inside the paint, period. I, okay. I, I just don't like the charge call. And what it's going to do is it's going to bring more driving to the basket. Um, so the teams that get the four or five stars, the guys that can dribble, um, you don't, you're not going to have to shoot anymore. It's just going to open it up, I think, a little too much. It's going to become the NBA. And I have not watched an NBA game, and I couldn't tell you. So I, I'm <laughs> you're not com- tuning in tonight? I'm completely against it. I mean, they moved it back a foot in 2008, I think, 2008, 2009. They yeah. moved it from 19-9 to 29. That, I, it didn't bother me. Uh, I thought the 19-9 was a little too close. Uh, you can still shoot well from the 21-foot range, but now it's going to be 22-foot and change. Um to I'm me, with you. To me, I'm it's going to be too much NBA and not not what I like to watch. I like to watch schemes. and. I think that's what they're going for, too, Collier, is obviously trying to make gear these kids up for the NBA and stuff like that, get them more prepared. Because it's not like this. It's not like the games were that astronomically high in scoring. No. You know right? what I mean? It's not. It's still not easy to hit a three-pointer. I don't care if it's, you're in high school. You know, and I, I 100% agree. I, I do not like I do not like this rule change. Uh, simply for the reasons that you just stated, Collier, and even more of the fact that it's just unnecessary. It's just unnecessary to make this rule change. It's so blatantly obvious they're just trying to get these kids ready for for the NBA NBA, and stuff like that. Because, like I said, there's you move it back because you think scoring got too high. You know what I mean? Why did they why did they uh um, you know, they, they've, they've always tried to, they always try to get scoring higher. I mean, they're just you know? it's too congested in there, but I just and that, was, that was the other point is you're going to take, you're just going to take away from swinging the ball and stuff like that. It'll become more one-on-one drive to the bucket. Be so much. Yep. And then the you get your favorite, uh, your favorite call to charge covering somebody down low is just going to pop out. And yep. And, uh, I mean, we'll see. I mean, it's, it's not going to be a lot of these guys the are NIT, taking, they, 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 Used it in the NIT this year. Yeah. I didn't get to see enough of the games to see if it affected anything. And those teams are, you know, they're not the top 64 teams anyway. Is that really a true test of what it's going to do to the Yeah, we'll have to, we'll have to see. I mean, we'll have to see exactly the statistics on it. Uh, we'll, give, we'll give it a year. Um, who knows? Maybe we won't even notice. But I, I agree 100% with everything you said. I don't like the charge call. It's too judgmental. And they always seem to mess it up. Uh, it's a, it's a, it's like a pass interference call, right? It could go either way. And half the time, half the time they want to review it or something like that. And just ridiculous. Is his foot inside that little mini arc in there and stuff? Oh, no. Then it's blatantly obvious, right? And Christy says it'll turn into a flopping game. Sure. Why not? People, it's gonna, because more people will be driving just like you said. Right. So, uh, yeah, I, I just, uh, I, I, I disagree with it totally. So, uh, you know, the, the big, uh, here's, here's a big question for you. We'll move on again. Thanks for joining us folks on the A to G here with Jeff Collier, G's dad. Uh, great to have him here. He's a good friend. And, uh, we talk sports a lot as well. So please comment. We really appreciate it. Thanks for tuning in. Make sure you share the episode and stuff like that. Really appreciate it. Next big question. Gina, I've done a similar question, but obviously to Michigan fans, I would like to know, and actually we've talked about this, but never on the air Collier. So I want to know your most liked Wolverine of all time. And then obviously your most hated of all time. I know we've discussed this before. So uh, this is one that I'm not going to answer because I've already uh, discussed this with Garrett, but 
Right. Uh, yeah, I know. I know. I know you have them. Uh, I know it pains you to say you're, you're most liked probably because you don't want to back up, but we have right. said our, our most, our, our favorite Sparties before. So, right. I mean, I love Glenn Rice. I really did like Glenn Rice shooter. Um, clean game, you know, never had a bad word for anybody. So he's not recent, but fairly recent. I would say Glenn Rice. Oh, I fair mean, enough. I love the team back in the late seventies. I used to go to the games when I was a kid, Ricky green and all the, the kids, people that you've probably never even heard of, but you know, from your standpoint, as far as basketball goes, I would say Glenn Rice was probably be, you got a, you got a football player you ever liked or Harlan Huckleby. Oh, okay. So, <laughs> well, th- this uh, is kind of cool too, because you know, now we have a different, you know, we got, a, a, a we got different generations. So obviously Garrett is younger you know, kind of the younger generation. I'm right in the middle of you two, obviously. And then, you right. know, cause you get to bring up stuff that I've never seen. Right. You know, and, 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 and I like Drew Henson. I mean, yeah, that a boy Collier. The, the that a boy was a standout in the, in the state of Michigan, uh, every sport he played. Yeah. Academic. And that was my case too. Is like, he was just, a smart kid. Right. Uh, didn't make the right career move, obviously, but he still made his millions. So right. still made his millions. I wish it would have worked out in baseball form. I wish him the best. Actually, I hated the fact that he, that he rolled early, right. but left us with the dreaded John Navarre. Right. The dreaded, I brought it up. So don't worry guys. So yeah. Um, okay. So but in your, most in your hated mo- easy. I mean, Jim Harbaugh, <laughs> uh, player and coach. <laughs> Okay. Without, I mean, that's easy. Um, as far as basketball, probably Jalen Rose. Okay. Not a Jalen Rose fan at all. Um, still not to the day. Even on uh, the sports sports shows and stuff like that. You know, he's got a good podcast himself. (laughs) Yeah, pretty easy call. Okay. Pretty easy call on both those. Fair enough. So, okay, let's uh, reverse that real quick. Who's your most hated Sparty? My most hated Sparty. Actually, that may be tough. Maybe strong words. Most hated. Um, way back. It doesn't matter or, in your lifetime. I mean, I mean, you can't be a fan of Tony Mandrich. Tony Mandrich set steroids up. I mean, he was he. Everybody knew he was doing it. He flopped in the NFL his first shot. Oh, did he? He was just a. Yeah. When he, when he, was that? He actually had two shots in in the NFL. Um, he was second pick overall. Went to Green Bay, held out forever. Green Bay hated him when he got there because okay. he, he wouldn't go, and he finally did, and he failed miserably um, just because of steroids. And then he was on painkillers. Okay. You know, and finally got off, went back to the NFL, and did really good, but got hurt. And they but wanted, it makes sense. They Do wanted you kind to of put tarnish? him on painkillers, and he said, no, I'm not doing it, so he retired. Now he's a great guy. He's a photographer, got a professional business. As, as a Sparty player, as though. As a Sparty okay. player. Fair yeah. enough, fair enough, um, fair and, enough. We got, uh, yeah, we got one more for you, Collier. Uh, yeah, hey, Sherwood, thanks for joining. No, this is just water in here, buddy. It's not coffee. He's like, it's 10 p.m. Why are you drinking coffee right now? Water. water. Yep, water for Collier as well. My last one, uh, kind of more personal to us. Uh, guy got me really in, uh, Collier, this guy that got me into running years back. Uh, great motivator, great coach when it came to the sport. Jeez, uh, we ran countless 5Ks, 10Ks, half marathons, a few full marathons together, a couple. Uh, Collier, probably, I, I probably know the answer to this, but what was your most memorable race? And, and you can elaborate on, and maybe you have a few, but I have, uh, I have two. Um, my 
first one was our first flying pig together that first half marathon yeah that was that's easily mine cincinnati yep. um but it got trumped <laughs> fair enough it got fair enough by the folks. 2013 boston marathon. yeah yeah uh, first one right it was my first boston i qualified yep. at houston when we went out to houston yep. i qualified um in my second marathon got to run boston 2013 and i ran it good for mm-hmm. me it was a pr at the time i remember we were following collier every every uh, mile and stuff <laughs> yeah, like that first time i really Got to know Amy, who's another great friend from mm-hmm. running, and her good friend Chris. We hung out. We had a fantastic weekend. Unfortunately, the tragic events yep. happened. Yep. For those of you and that don't remember, the two thousand yeah, was our my first was the year of two thousand thirteen when the bombing yep. happened. Yep. So the after party got canceled, and the still, whole, just, still, just a like I said, the which most, made it even more memorable. Exactly. Probably. Exactly. You, know, you wanted to go back. You wanted to be there the next year to. It was a the yep. next year was just crazy. Oh the yeah, crowds were five deep for twenty six. Just miles. to stick it, yeah, exactly. It the was, one year anniversary oh, and stuff and like the that. Party yep. was amazing. Oh, I can't imagine. Yeah. I but, can't imagine. Yeah, so, so yeah, I, I was pretty sure I knew the answer <laughs> to that one. But yeah, the flying pig, our first flying pig, that really got me into running everything else. Great time. All right, uh, Collier, what do you got? What do you got for me over there, buddy? So, we got uh, we got about seven minutes left. So right. so if if you had the chance to make any sport that isn't an Olympic sport. What sport would you? Oh, make great question. Olympic I was sport? actually going to ask you, like, what would you not want to see in the Olympics? I was going to, yeah. It's it's tough because most of the sports that I that I that I watch are Olympic sports, but because I want football to be in there, but you can't put football in there because no one else can plays, plays it, right? Football, right. Well, who's who's it going to be? America and or North or uh, United States and Canada? You know, that's about it. That's about it that plays football. What about you? Yeah, mine would have been golf, but it got back in too long. Did it? Okay, so, okay. I'm um, hoping, uh, hoping Tiger makes. I mean, they 2020, tried. That would be. They had it. It went away and it came back. And so, they tried baseball, right? And then it they went did back. Try and then they lost it again. So right. that was back because they got the was, world, the world classic now or it was whatever. So. U.S. college kids against, you know, the rest of yeah, the which is best, which of bunch of crap well most of our great players are from other countries right now too so which is right. which is great they make it i mean baseball's not very exciting but <laughs> i wish i would let them use aluminum bats <laughs> oh, yeah but you know how much they love baseball in japan and oh goodness yeah countries yeah. it would be huge to get yeah to get that in the yep. olympics but yeah what do you got what do you got next buddy all right the second one uh we you know we got uh father's day coming up and i know if you could ever play around a golf with somebody, it would be your dad again. But if any past, any sport person from the past, if you could just hang out, play 18 holes and drink a beer with. Them, ooh, who ooh, would it be? gosh. And then what? present. I, okay. So are they, are, and present. so someone that is, does they have to be like a sports guy that was, that is not playing anymore or just yeah. like deceased or something like yeah. a legendary, a legendary. Oh, deceased. Boy. Boy, it'd be great to do it. And this is kind of odd. This might be an odd answer, but I think it'd be cool to do like Jackie Robinson or something like that. Just to see like some of the struggles and stuff that, that he had. And just, what he was br- going yeah, through. yeah, it'd be unbelievable. And on the, uh, and like current, oh, currently it would be, would be uh, probably Gronk. I think that'd right. be a blast. Oh, yeah. I think he that'd be, be a fun, blast. Now, does he count considering he he's fun. retired or what? <laughs> yeah, he, he's, still, <laughs> he's still living. I don't know. You think he's really retired? <laughs> you think he's I, really I, I retired? I do. I think he's ready to go. He invested well and stuff like that. He hadn't spent a dime of his actual football salary. But how about you, buddy? 
Um, Steve Prefontaine. Nice. I, I think he would be that was fun. That was I think one he of my would just be fun to because there was a lot going on. I mean, the '72 Munich Olympics. There yep. was a lot that happened there. But not only that, trying the U.S. runners did not get paid at that point, and we were going up against all kinds of crazy odds. So and just the heart that he had and, and stuff current, like that. I think it'll. It's probably you're you're going to be kind of amazed, but it would be Jimmy Johnson, I think. Well, as in uh, the NASCAR driver yeah. or the coach? Yeah, no, the NASCAR driver for sure. Oh I yeah, mean, why is this, why is that? That is an odd one. I think he was in the footsteps of Gordon for okay. a long time. Well, you know what was that like? And then he became the champion. But now, dude, he's huge into triathlons. He ran Boston. That is true. Yeah, ran the Boston Marathon last year, and he year. ran it pretty well, didn't he? He did. Run. I would just like to just understand what his training was, and you know, with all of his nascar duties and then trying to yeah. train yeah, being a went, serious nascar driver he went under 309 he was seriously close to to my pr at boston so. <laughs> <laughs> well, it, it, yeah. good for him though i i really enjoy that too that he does all that stuff and uh yeah it would it would be, that's a good call i like i like that one simply because he, he was yeah he was in gordon's footsteps and then even though he was a seven times straight champ right he still just did not get the recognition he that does not that anyone have the does. fan base that you would think. No, I think he's just too low key. I don't. That, yeah, is that why? I mean, I, I think so. Yeah, he's just too low key. You gotta have you gotta have the personality to be like that. You know what I mean? Sure. Jordan has it. LeBron has it. That's why. That's why Steph Curry isn't touted as amongst yeah. the league and stuff like that as as he should be. Uh, you know, um, you got Brady. Brady is low key, but Brady is kind of a funny guy. Brady is all business. And obviously Brady's just great because he, you see him every year in the Super Bowl. Right. So, all right, what's your last one, buddy? Last we got one. we got I, time. I know you play both sports and they're not your favorites, but kind of going along with the, you know the hardest thing or best thing. But would you rather bowl a three hundred or get a hole in one? Hmm. Probably a probably a hole in one. I would say, uh, just because I think like three hundred. God. It's it's hard to know because I just don't know the stats on it. Like, okay, here locally in Jackson, have you ever had a hole oh, in one? No. Have you bowled a three hundred? Yes. Okay, that's that's kind of what I was getting at. You know, right. I mean, I think you just have more of an opportunity to roll roll a three hundred. Is a lot easier. Yeah. What about a nine hundred? That's there's very few. In fact, the first sanctioned nine hundred was bowled by a Jackson bowler, which a lot of people don't know that. There's some history, folks. The first <laughs> 900 bold was by a young guy. Well, he's probably your age or a little older now, but, yeah, he's from Jackson, Michigan. No kidding. Yeah. So how many – has there been, what, single-digit 900s? And... I think so. Okay, right. okay, so right. that's way off. So, uh, yeah, probably a hole-in-one, and I think it would be cool because, you know, you're with your, your buddies and stuff like that, right. and you're actually playing against your buddies. Well, I always and... said if I threw a 300, I wouldn't bowl in any leagues anymore, and I haven't, so – but I wouldn't stop golfing if I got a hole in one. Okay. <laughs> now, do you do you play the rule? My uncle, my uncle Keith's a big golfer. He's had a, a few hole in ones. In fact, he might be on the record books for the latest hole in one in Michigan. It was late December, and he had a hole in one here in Michigan. But uh, I don't know if that's legit or not. But he did, and they play to where the person that gets the hole oh, in you one buy rounds, yeah man. has to buy the rounds and stuff like <laughs> yeah, that. You so buy around at the bar, opposite it up there. and stuff like that. So that's sure. that's kind of cool. But yeah, um, so you would rather? Would you rather have? I would rather have a hole in one. Oh, of course. You've already bowled a 300, so why even ask you? Even you know? before even before that. <laughs> All right. Well, great questions, buddy. Uh, again, thanks for joining us tonight, guys. Uh, some other quick news we got. 
<clears throat> excuse me, some of the quick news we just got. The NBA championship fires back up tonight. Golden State is they're playing right now. It started at 9 o'clock. Uh, back in Golden State, series is tied one-to-one. So if you're – I'm sure Garrett's really into that right now. That's probably what he's watching. Instead of this, don't show. Come on, Garrett. If you see this, we got we got words. But, uh, yeah, Collier, I got to ask you, what do you got going on this weekend since it's a tradition to ask a, a Collier, right, on what's, well, what's not, going on? I'm not playing music anywhere this weekend. <laughs> you're not, you're not you jamming that. on the guitar? <laughs> oh, no, sorry no, about but, that, folks. I just don't know what uh, where we're going to go this uh, weekend. So Definitely uh, – Going to get some golf in this weekend. It's supposed to be decent. And uh, just hang out. Right, right now, yeah, it's supposed to be a nice weekend and stuff like that. So, got uh, a lot well, that, going on next week. So, well, enjoy. I'll be uh, I'll be out of town visiting uh, visiting the fam this weekend. So, I'm looking forward to that. Uh, for um, Jeff Collier, Adam Amble on the A to G shows, thanks again for tuning in, folks. Uh, another good, solid following tonight. Again, share this. Tell your friends. Tell your family and stuff like that. We really want to get as many people as we can to try to watch this and get the conversations really rolling. We really love your guys' comments and stuff like that. Really appreciate it. Taking the time out of your night to watch us and stuff like that. So from for Jeff Collier, Adam Amble, thanks again. We'll see you guys next week live right here on Facebook at 9 p.m. Have a great weekend, guys.